Hey everyone, we're currently on a little winter break, but we should be back next week with a new Boston-themed episode. Hope you guys can uh, enjoy my dog eating here in the background. Uh, but in the meanwhile, I felt like this would be a good time to put together a few clips covering our first 20 episodes. Just as a heads up, the dinosaur-themed episodes have some pretty shitty audio quality uh, because we had no idea what we were doing yet. But they get a little bit better as we go along. How's that food, Logan? It's pretty good. Sounds good. Also, I'll cut into the clips whenever we jump to the next movie, because otherwise you're going to be grasping at straws to find any context clues. Also, if you've never listened to the show before, uh, this will give you a good idea of just how unqualified and truly stupid our podcast is. And for those who have listened to the show before, write and review so we can make that mo fucking money. Alrighty. Well, with that all said, hope you guys enjoy the show, and we'll be back next week. Jurassic Park. What you might remember about this movie when you were a kid. Preble. Sorry, there's a tremendous thunderstorm. Yeah, I don't know if y'all heard that, but that was perfect time, Max. Even from... Even from uh, uh, that, was, that was really suspenseful. I like that. I know, right? It's, a, it's pretty nuts. Sam is a curmudgeon, and he does not deserve Dr. Sattler. So that's just where I'm at. That's my earliest memory. Oh, my God. Kablamo! <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Just, just farting up a storm over here in the. I don't know how. I don't know why this isn't happening. Like we're Tim. Like Tim and I don't live that far apart. And the, the idea of this is only happening in where I am is just really concerning. <laughs> the thunderstorms are covered up by the people in the background where I'm. At. Oh, okay. <laughs> the box. You have walls in your house. Windows protect from the, the no, yeah, man. I, I I thought I thought so I thought so and then I realized I'm in some paper mache house and I'm just gonna get blown <laughs> away in about three minutes. Oh you get that super shitty fat kid who like Grant just like pretty much shoves oh, into a locker and like threatens to cut his stomach open. Oh, that that kid if he would have been in more of the movie would have easily been my least favorite character. I would have loved for him to get eaten by a velociraptor. Ambisexual little weirdo. It's like more like a giant turkey. (laughs) Shut up, you fat piece of shit. Fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. I guarantee the writers the writers had that kid dying in a gruesome manner later in the movie, and then like the studios came in and were like, You can't kill like a five year old. That that hasn't gender identified. Right. Well he Spielberg hadn't done um uh, this is next movie yet either. So I mean, I think there's plenty of five year olds get killed in that. What was this next movie? That's dark. Uh, Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Yeah. Mm, that, there's that, a couple. That, of uh, <laughs> but it's black and white, so uh, it doesn't yeah. count. Are you are you sitting here telling me that there are people killed in Schindler's List? Because I missed that. <laughs> I thought that was about dinosaurs too. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Schindler's Schindler's list of favorite dinosaurs. <laughs> Interesting note, so that guy Dotson, so he's the the main villain in the second book, The Lost World, and that guy must have just been like super excited when he read that book, because it came out like a year or two after this movie, and he's like, oh my god, I'm going to be like the main villain of this next movie, this is going to be amazing. And then they made the movie, and they just completely cut his character out, and they made him um, John Hammond's nephew instead. So he must have been a little disappointed. <laughs> I mean, great, great choice in my opinion. Also, the uh, Nedry... Uh, again, maybe one of my favorite characters in this movie. Um, I'm worried about the fact that he was more concerned with Dotson paying for his lunch than he 
it was collecting the additional seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars up front. He gave him seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's like you got to pay for this pie, right? Seventy-five dollar Mexican lunch. <laughs> seventy-five dollars. I think oh, that, I that's worth like seventy-five cents tops. Tim, we saw a brief glimpse into that lunch. We know that that was a two to three hour lunch. You're, you're saying he, you're saying that was a, a breakfast that turned into a lunch. <laughs> this is where brunch began. Although I have to say, I have to say, I just have to interject here that the worst. Although Max's Max's point is good that this person was supposed to be the main villain for the second book. The real problem is that the guy who portrayed this individual in real life is not fun, but is like a serial sex predator and is actually in jail. Like in real life, he's serious. In real life, the actor who portrayed who portrayed Todd's and is like was recently sent to was like a like a like a serial child predator. So oh just you know, yeah, he could have been the villain, but now he's just getting he's just getting his ass beat in jail, basically. And everyone legitimately thought that was going to be Nedry. If you were to tell me, <laughs> if you were to ask me which one, it would have clearly been Nedry. If you were to put those two in front of me in that scene and go, which one of these guys is a child predator? Which one of these guys do you want to fuck? <laughs> oh God! Well, no, that's think? not. Can, that's not can what I, I was thinking. Can I, can yeah. I be both? I don't know. I'm starting to get I mean, really I'm, worried about you, Derek. <laughs> Do you think when he's in the showers now, they're like Dotson? Forget Dotson here. <laughs> this right, be- right before which segues they take advantage of him. <laughs> segues us right into our main point of conversation, which is Jerry Sandusky. So. <laughs> And then he got John Hammond. It just turns around. He's like, yeah, it's fucking great. Anyway, who, anybody want to get lunch? From Chef Alejandro. <laughs> he, read that down. he made that. He made that very clear three to four times in this movie that Chef Alejandro was going to cook lunch. Do you think that he made oh. it out of the kitchen or do you think the Raptors oh. got him later on? Oh, well, I would like to point out, I hope the Raptors got him because they say that he is preparing a meal of chili and sea bass. Chilean sea bass. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Chilean uh, sea bass. Uh, that's, my, that's my southern accent, guys. I heard chili <laughs> and sea bass. And I was like, that sounds like the worst fucking combination in human recorded history. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You thought it. You thought it said. He said chili and sea bass. Chili and sea bass. As like, you know, like. Separate. Like, yeah, it, it, it was clearly a two-course lunch, and uh, yeah, I, I thought to myself, "That's fucking gross." Yeah, I can I can just see Paco at home, like, well, chili and CMS doesn't sound good, but if Chef Alejandro likes it, then I gotta make this. You're he goes, good. Good. He's running a Michelin star restaurant on a fucking on a dinosaur island. island. Well, you're you say you must know what he's talking about. You're flat out lying to yourself if you. Don't think that I went home and immediately tried to cook chili and sea bass and see how it paired. How did it go? It didn't go. I'm lying. I'm lying. No, that's not good. What do you think the the Yelp review for the Jurassic Park restaurant was? I ordered my steak medium roar and it came out well done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I'll see you guys later. I guess that's a podcast. I don't know if if the two people listening to this knew, but this is a pun cast. (laughs) (laughs) Brought my dad jokes today, guys. Purple, you're a history history major, right? Yes, yes, Timothy, I, I am. In what era 
In what era do you think the, that the last version of Muldoon's outfit was worn? Do you think, like, the 1850s? <laughs> I mean, it's probably, like, during, like, the times of, like, you know, the Great Safari. The Great Safari times of, you know, it's like, like oh, it's 1880, and, you know, like, it's just the British Empire is just run amok, and it's just just murder, murder and mayhem. Just riding on the back of, like, like pygmy people. <laughs> just riding just riding on the back of as many conquered people as they found so uh they're sending out the blueprints though and this is another thing too that i, I noticed for the first time so hammond throws the, like the big set of blueprints like right on malcolm's leg and then, like malcolm winces and hammond just goes oh sorry <laughs> my my favorite line in it is when I, I forget who says it, but someone's trying to explain to Hammond how to read the plans, and he goes, I know how to read a schematic. <laughs> <laughs> the most indignant thing ever. And then he immediately goes, wait, no, I sh- you should have taken a right. <laughs> First time I saw this, fully expected a Fred Flintstone. Just sliding down those dinosaur bones. Oh. Running, in, running in place, his dirt's just kicking up. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ma, da, ma, da, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, this raptor comes from. Oh, dinosaur! <laughs> so uh, the raptor's about to, you know, they they circle uh, everybody and they're getting ready to pounce on them, and then uh, T Rex comes out of nowhere and just starts eating the velociraptors. Ridiculous! I, I, so many problems with that scene. So many problems. Again, we've already established early in this podcast that that dinosaurs can tiptoe. But if you notice in that scene, I I took a quick paused moment to see that that dinosaur's hip bones were taller than the fucking door it came through. (laughs) I don't know how the dinosaur got in there. But you know what? I've got to say, no holes in this movie. Perfect movie. You want to know what, guys? This is just... I mean, this is just an ADA requirement. This was passed back in the 80s when dinosaurs were fighting for their rights to be able to get into buildings, okay? This is just straight-up Building Code 101. I'm surprised you guys don't know it. I mean, more ADA rights activists. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe, uh, Tim, I'm sorry, I believe it's the DDA, the Dinosaur Disability Act. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, the Dinosaur Disability Act. If Mark Wahlberg was in this, what would he be confused about? He's probably always just like, Wait, where the fuck are we? Isla Nublar. New what? Isla Nublar. What? No big deal. Isla Nublar. Isla Nublar. Donnie, get over here. This guy's saying something fucking stupid. What are you calling me? <laughs> yeah. And you also know that he would have a massive issue with uh, Asian doctor su- like supervising all of the, uh, the dino embryos. Jurassic. Jurassic Pork. That scene would have gone very differently, Max. <laughs> it probably would have ended with him pleading with another Boston Circuit Court judge <laughs> about why he should he should have his egregious physical assault that he perpetrated and didn't spend any time for uh, wiped off his record because he's rich. That's right, folks. That happened. <laughs> Tim, how else is he going to sell that smart water that he's been working, that he's been hawking for so long? That's a good point. Just a, a Mark Wahlberg commercial where he's beating up an Asian man that stops <laughs> in the middle to hawk, to hawk yeah. vitamin water. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to per- persecute a man for this race, but felt too tired? Try vitamin water. <laughs> you ever work up a sweat when you're throwing rocks at Metco kids? <laughs> Have you ever gotten unfairly killed by plants? 
And we've lost all listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is dedicated to William S. Dooley. I'm assuming his middle initial is S. Dooley will not be listening. <laughs> <laughs> not even handle us on a text message. <laughs> he doesn't even respond to that. If two hours of this would be really <laughs> Sam would find him hanging from a rafter in his attic. Jurassic Park 3. All right, Derek, what about you? Well, let's Chris get into the Perez. opening credits, because uh, we, we're... We're coming out swinging right out the bat in the credits. This thing is just a steaming <laughs> pile. Tim, Tim, can I get to get to my my turn seeing the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> you lost your chance. <laughs> Pretty sure if you watch it that third time, it's like the ring, and you just get a phone call just saying like three days, and then you just yeah. And then Sam Neil shows up with his dead career to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, Sam Neill. <laughs> I used to be in big movies, you remember? Like, Jurassic Park. <laughs> you guys remember that one? Yes, Sam. And other Jurassic Parks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure by this point, Sam Neill has transferred into a uh, into a Velociraptor. Oh, yeah, we're going to go into that here in a little bit. <laughs> he so. just lives inside an animatronic one. <laughs> in West Hollywood somewhere, blowing dudes for, for fucking money. He's eating out of dumpster cans. <laughs> Uh, a method. So about those opening credits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so they're parasailing though, and just right before this man's about to sodomize this young boy, all the fog comes through, and it gets all choppy, and you get this awesome green screen of uh, Milos just like really going to town on this kid too. <laughs> and you get some direct quotes too. <laughs> you get some direct quotes of Milos and the kid, which I wrote down. It's what's happening? Hold on. Yeah, make it stop. So if you just look away, then this is, I think, why they play the Jurassic Park theme song three times in two minutes. They're like, this is not what you think it is, guys. This is, I'm sure, we're assuring you, this is Jurassic Park. Two months on a fucking dino island. That kid's fucking dead. Like, what is he going to be eating? Well, he, he definitely does his due diligence in collecting T-Rex piss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. God damn it. What a great scene that is. <laughs> and then, oh. you get the, that. Answer, then the answer goes... You don't want to know. <laughs> I just imagine him getting a golden shower of T-Rex piss to collect you, a six-ounce jug. You don't want to know is what a hooker tells their kids when she comes home with a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that the, the satellite phone it has a ring that's strong enough to penetrate the interior stomach <laughs> lining and skin of a Spinosaurus from 250-plus yards away, which, again... Another great scene where the Spinosaurus is just stand there going, you guys. Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> just like that's, wait for them to turn around. That Spinosaurus is an alcoholic and its <laughs> stomach lining's paper thin. <laughs> all, the, all the booze. That's why he's just standing there. He's just kind of like swaying. He's like, I'll let the family embrace happen first. I love families. Yeah. That's why like I have to kill it. <laughs> but they it's make like me so fun. angry. <laughs> And also, not sure if you know, the guy that played Barney is a tantric sex expert. That is that is not a lie. Is it so, Dotson? No, no. He's an African-American man. No, but Dotson applied for that job. <laughs> <laughs> well, my credentials, of course, include uh, pedophilia. But besides that, I've been in a dinosaur movie, so I'm an expert in dinosaurs. What was that first part? Dinosaurs? Mm, you're hired, sir. <laughs> But uh, uh, so like Laura Dern picks up the phone. She's like, "Alan, 
are you outside? I can't hear you. And then all this like rampage is going on in the background. <laughs> it's just you got like granting on the side. It's like, oh my god, a dinosaur's eating us. He's like, uh I bet he'll call back. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to point out the fact that the uh, the river in this scene that catches on fire, this was actually shot on location in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Where there's a perpetually on fire river. It makes sense. Yep. It's just made of floating on fire old LeBron James jerseys. <laughs> oh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that when Grant finally, when the fucking Spinosaurus knocks over this like cage they're all in on the boat, and but Grant somehow gets the fucking satellite phone. He he calls Laura Dern, again, and there is one word he says that in, to indicate to her where he is and all exactly. he says, river. river. <laughs> he just says river, and and she knows exactly where he is by that. She's like by a, he just says river. She's like there wasn't any river in the first movie. What are you talking about? Right. Oh, he must be on Island of Sorna. Even oh. if she inferred that Gr- Dr. Grant being in trouble meant that he was on one of the fucking two islands, he still had a 50-50 chance that she picked the right fucking island. <laughs> and then how does she know where the fucking river is on the island? It's like the the height of retardation. It's like river. Restricted. Dinosaurs. I gotta call the right. National Guard. Guys, you're, li- you're thinking way too much into this. Again, this is inexplicable. These are nerve endings firing in Dr. Grant's brain. We've, we keep getting away from that, guys. But, uh, okay, so yeah, so they get out of the water and they're just walking to the beach, and then this is where the raptors show up. And I like that Grant is just, he knows exactly what they're talking about. He's just like, they're challenging us. It's like, how the fuck do you know that, Grant? <laughs> the the fucking raptors make one sound, they go, Ugh. he goes, it's a challenge. challenge. Everybody go to the ground. <laughs> Quick, kid. Quick, Taylioni, give them your holes. They're looking for your holes. <laughs> no, we already know the dinosaurs are not interested in They Taylioni. demand your respect. You need to kiss the <laughs> ring and call them pretty. <laughs> so fucking stupid. So then Grant takes up the sea conch and he, he starts like blowing into the like the sea conch raptor thing and the raptors just start going <laughs> ape shit. That's- I fully expected him to break into a Jethro Tull song right there. <laughs> Go to fix the brick. The raptor's like, oh shit, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> then he like changes the vocals, like, oh my god! They're just losing their mind. Well that's what I mean. That's what I that's what I have a hard problem with. Like, like why what the hell is Grando about this stuff? He's like, oh, this didn't work. Well maybe this works. It's like he just blows on like a little harder, like that means run away. It's like what? Like what like, I this is this is baffling to me. This is babbling on so many levels. What the hell is he saying to the raptors that he couldn't keep Laura Dern though? <laughs> that's like being that's like taking me, a lily white retard from Boston, <laughs> and just dropping him in the middle of Marrakesh and going, All right, Tim, just live your life. <laughs> speak, speak Moroccan. And Press then I connection. just have then I just go, Ugh. <laughs> and they understand but he got do through a human skull yeah. <laughs> I, I, I decapitate somebody and just like blow through their fucking esophagus see this is where you learn that the true romance was not between laura dern and sam neil but between sam neil and the velociraptors oh absolutely that's a good point that's why he had to leave <laughs> he did more he did more communication with his eyes than anything it's like oh. i know just the right thing to say <laughs> <laughs> and then they all just scamper away and the raptors don't eat anybody in this movie they killed that one dude from the green mile just by you know breaking his neck 
just as like a little like fuck you to Tia Leone. He's like, that's what you get for opening your fucking mouth, Tia, and just snap and just like wand- they all run yeah. off. We're gonna ninja the fuck out of this guy. Fuck you. Which she learned nothing from. No, because she just continues to scream. scream. Um, and then the Navy and Marines show up in Costa Rica, and I don't know how this wouldn't be an international issue. Just storming a random island in a different country. And now we find out the only reason why you ever met Laura Dern's husband. <laughs> yes. The only reason why you met <laughs> Ellie's husband is because he worked for the state department that that scene was literally there for that reason to set up this one premise yep. at the end i told you you guys would find out later yeah coffee military assistance right <laughs> and again i will say just like there's always like these uh tiptoeing dinosaurs they look out it's water they look there's a shot back to the group and they look back out again and all of a sudden it's like d-day in Costa Rica. <laughs> i'm like where like where did they come from footloose so, I mean, just right off the bat, I'm so sick of these, like, you know, let's throw off the bonds of religious conservative conservatism by, like, fucking dancing and, like, being free and open. It's like, shut the fuck up and get a goddamn job. <laughs> shut the Stop fucking capitalism. dancing. That, that is Tim's answer, is capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna, there's one place that me and Ronald Reagan fucking align, and it's just get a job, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, we're going to show them by dancing. Shut the fuck up, Kevin Bacon. He should have eight more jobs than that flower job he has. That f- <laughs> fucking piece of shit. No. Kevin Bacon, the skinniest guy in this movie, has a job where he is doing manual labor the entire time. Just deadlifting 50 pound movie. bags of flour. I hate this movie, and I hate every single like other movie in this fucking genre where you have corny white people just fucking doing the worst choreographed dance moves. Tim, Tim, please, please. We have a whole we have a whole podcast to get through. Tim's already this movie should be burned to the ground. Tim's gonna aggressively hang up on this call. Yeah. Fucking done with this. I'm done. It's about 15 minutes later. We're all like, has Tim said anything in a while? Oh no, no, he hasn't. He's he's hanging in and his closet. Just a gentle rocking of a noose on a on a wooden. <laughs> yes, Sounds like rope on wood. Yeah. Hmm. I don't I don't understand. Gently swaying Ugh. in the breeze. Then you get the most terrible movie, like romantic movie trope ever. It's like, ooh, he's new and different. He's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. These writers are fucking retarded. (laughs) Oh, God. Hey, Tim, why don't you tell us how you really feel? (laughs) Don't worry. I am holding back, so. (laughs) Just wait, gang. Just wait. All right. So, and then we uh, cut. We cut yeah. to my favorite fucking scene. So uh, after the entrapment scene at the school, which leads to the most ridiculous scene in the entire movie. <laughs> oh god! Kevin, Kevin Bacon pulls up and he's ready to fucking go. Beer and cigarette right. in a hand, hold on to yeah. your butts. <laughs> and he's you know he's pondering over this dilemma, being new and too cool for this school, and being too hot as well. And then he just starts aggressively <laughs> dancing out all of his frustrations. <laughs> Again, another scene where the boombox is just doing its fucking work. I mean, he's up in the rafters, he's in different rooms, and he's just dancing to the beat, swinging on fucking ropes. The, the, the liability insurance for this fucking warehouse. And you get I this mean, awesome man. montage of like the last 25 minutes of this movie that we've been watching, up to like literally two minutes that happened before with the drug scene. Where did this montage come from? There's just 
There's no the, the montage just, doesn't get you like montage is designed to get you from point A to point B in a short amount of time, right? Like IE Rocky training, you know, montage. He just that's just a montage of him dancing. They just were like, We need to put Kevin Bacon in there and dance. I need to waste three minutes of my life watching him fight dance, you know, against his emotions, like, throughout this weird factory or whatever. You know, it's just one of the things, like, why doesn't he just, like, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, why don't you just have him just talk to somebody about it be like, yeah, man, this really sucks or something, you know, make up a fucking dialogue. I don't need this this weird impromptu, like, dance thing. Oh, I must dance. (laughs) But you get this, but the ending of it, though. The ending of it when he comes off the parallel bars and it's just shot, shot, shot. You get this awesome action shot of him jumping like 50 feet in the air like Spider-Man. And I counted it. So you get six different angles of him airborne like a flying squirrel. (laughs) And again, another scene in this movie where he is 20 to 25 feet off the ground and just like comes to a nice soft landing. I mean... He's a gymnast. God damn it, Paco. Come on. Of course he can. This kid's going to the Olympics. You find out that he, he didn't make the gymnast team, and which you have like this thirty-five-year-old high schooler being like, "Hey, I heard you didn't make the gymnast team." It's That's not what people get made fun of. <laughs> people get made fun of for being on the gymnast team, the gymnastics team. They don't get made fun of for being cut from it. <laughs> what a loser! Oh, you God. got you got cut from the gymnastics team. <laughs> I, we, we skipped over one part. I think I think Ariel in this movie you can see a couple times is wildly depressed. There's another. Yeah. This is the second scene where she just definitely tries to take her own life. So Ariel's just watching all this, and she comes out of the shadows, and of course she has to talk about herself, and she's just immediately goes, "Why don't you like me?" And Kevin Bacon's kind of like, uh, "Like, because you're kind of like an asshole and not attractive." Um, <laughs> And then she just shows Kevin Bacon, like, their black market underground poetry locker. And then she decides to play, oh, number two. (laughs) (laughs) And she decides to play chicken with a train. She's fucking manic. Like, this girl's not going to make it to graduation. Dude, she's getting fucking sopping wet down there. This is what gets her off. I think it's funny, though, because she's like, I've applied to colleges, and, like, I have a future, and then it's like, why, you know, there's, like, the extreme depression where she's vacillating between, like, this and then, like, train death. It doesn't make any sense. Max, nothing in this movie makes sense. It doesn't, and it's almost over, so everyone's... Tim, how you doing over there, bud? You still hanging in there? Uh, no, I'm about to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's grabbing the rope. He's just, you know, rolling yeah. it into it's like, oh, okay. He's polishing the gun. Uh, that's why he's been quiet for a while. <laughs> He's writing his note. Yeah. Uh, I'm just staring at my I'm staring at my reflection in the cold steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is mine this is mine comp for me. <laughs> hey, that's that's the third that's the third Hitler reference. I told you guys I was gonna get it in. Yeah, no, and, and it was in. I was gonna say it was in. Dirty dancing. The, the setups for how this movie moves along is extremely strange. How they go from one step to the next. It's either watermelons or abortion. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's it, Max. That's like the metaphor. That's like the pull through. It's like, oh, the watermelons are the abortions to come. <laughs> they can break. They're wet Water. inside. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they taste well, delicious. The back alley abortion that goes on in this movie. I mean, that's 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 what all good movies aspire uh, to be. And we're gonna get into that here in a little bit too. 
But I uh, did like a double take on it all, <laughs> like because uh, they were like, "Oh, I need two hundred fifty bucks," and I was like, "What the fuck do they need two hundred fifty bucks for?" And then it's, it's for an abortion. <laughs> Is that what a fuck? <laughs> that what they cost back in sixty? No, you don't even need that. You just need a coat hanger and a and a stair a flight of stairs. Uh, I mean, even back. Even I was back waiting for then. that to come in. I was just waiting for the stairs uh, or the yeah. coat hook. Oh, man. I think I wrote both down the stairs later. But even back then, with like you know with the amount of inflation that's taken place between then and now, it's like two hundred fifty bucks seems real slow, like real slim to me. I looked it to up to get an abortion. I looked it up. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that later too. Okay, okay. <laughs> Don't worry. We had a whole segment dedicated to pre-row abortions. <laughs> so think about when you think about Brett Kavanaugh being appointed to the Supreme Court. So. And that's guys and, that's and gals. A, that's a Roe vs. Wade uh, reference, fans. Yeah, just so everyone just, knows. Just so you all know, that's where I'm coming from. We're not full of Holocaust, dick, and abortion <laughs> jokes here. We're also really smart. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what it is. Politics. Politics. Talking <laughs> politics. Some would say that the that the uh, I forget their last name, but the Gray family they are the Brahmins, and some would suggest that Johnny Castle mm. are the Untouchables. Or the Dalit, as some would say. Boom. Well, I'll see you guys later, I guess. I gotta get the the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like a comprehensive breakdown of the caste system, the Indian caste system, to, you know, ring people back in. The smartest dick podcast on iTunes. Smartest podcast about abortions and and the Holocaust you've ever seen. Number two dick podcast, here we come. Baby lands the lift. Oh, shit. Yeah. To which everyone in the audience stands up and starts applauding. Correct me if I'm wrong, that... They couldn't get the lift earlier in the movie, right? Yeah. They couldn't, Tim. And and it's almost like when they get the lift this time, it's like a triumphant symbol of their union Mm. and their acceptance. Is Is that... I think it's like as if they have grown as a couple throughout this, this period of time their relationship has developed and it's being exemplified. By I think it was a subtle note on the completion of the abortion. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Jennifer Grey, but, but very you don't know that. Of that. Oh, that's very true. Actually, well said, Max. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, Doc, maybe Doc Lenny Briscoe is going out there and just giving all the ladies abortions in this movie. Free abortions for everybody! Yeah! And then they'll just start dancing. Who wants to sit on my rusty knife? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello, police officers. <laughs> we said we said goodbye to the remainder of our female audience. And hello to the federal investigators who are investigating us now. Roadhouse. I went back and I actually counted every single beer bottle that was oh shattered God. during this fight scene, <laughs> which I can imagine is what two minutes long, right? Two to At three least. minutes long. <laughs> there are twenty-five beer bottles that get shattered <laughs> during that scene. Uh, oh my God, I love this movie. Yeah, I mean, just the the beer shattering all over the place too. Like people would just be walking out with just cuts over their faces. It would just be a fucking mess. Well, the, the, the scene where Swayze's, like, leaned against the pole all cool, and someone throws the beer bottle, and he just, like, leans his head six inches to the right, and it <laughs> shatters right on the pole. I was like, you're still going to get fucked up from that. <laughs> well, this is this is one of the great things about 
80s and 90s action movies is that they're so unrealistic about the violence because one blow in that fight would have like halted it because there would have been a dead person <laughs> like yeah. one blow would have been a dead person and the guy who did it would have been like oh my god what have i done and then everyone would have stopped <laughs> and looked at this dead person on the ground but yet like no everyone is just capable of taking like 50 to 100 fatal blows to the face and then still walking out arm in arm like their friends to yeah. go back to their <laughs> children and wives apparently there's no way nobody knows. There's no like so, this community is not so insular and so like self-sufficient that anybody can figure this shit out. Right. Like, he's not subtle about it. He's not like them in the mafia like in New York where they're all just like no. in the back alley, you know, collecting these, you know, and no one yeah, knows unions. who they are. Right. It's like this guy's driving around all. in a monster truck, being like, "Give me my money." <laughs> monster truck, and then driving a chopper like 15 feet above the ground. Right. And then also you're going to find out later on, driving on both sides of the road. <laughs> this guy doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he literally chases her around the room. And she like, looks scared. She was yeah. backing up constantly, and he's like chasing her around the room. Why didn't your marriage work out? No, 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 no. But the, the, funny, the funniest part, uh, part about this is there is zero foreplay. To this sex scene. This is what I was talking about before. It's like he, they just go straight from like, oh, you know, I'm going to put this radio on. How, so how's your night been? Blah, 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 blah. Whoops, I'm inside of you on a wall. <laughs> like they didn't even kiss before it. They don't even have the common like courtesy to do the broke back of spitting in the hand before he gets in there too. It's just <laughs> boom. The funniest part about it is that the, obviously the director really, really, really wanted us to see her pull down Swayze's fly because he does, he spends like an inordinate amount of time on that. Like they make a point that they need to show doc pull down Swayze's fly and like basically whip out his dick. I'm just kind of like, what? Like this, this scene should be maybe 30 seconds long. Like we get it. They're having sex, but it's for like, it's like three minutes long of just it's painful, p- uneven brick chimney sex. <laughs> Give a gun. Jesus Christ, it's America for fuck's sake. Because that's how you maintain your control, Mike. You take oh, all wow. the guns from the people and you keep them for yourself. I would actually like that it? very much. Yes. I would yeah. like gun control. That was that was the implicit conversation I was having. I want gun control. I don't want people having guns. And then there was a deep silence, like a like a very pregnant silence. Like you're talking to a oh, guy that over here that's got a lifetime handgun concealed carry permit. Talking to a guy whose mom carries a gun in her purse, and that's, that's not true. a joke. That's true. I've seen it. That's I've true. seen Rosie's gun. Hey, hey, hey! Watch it, Mac. Watch it. Nobody sees my mama's gun but me. <laughs> Uh, Dolan then just kicks the dude into the river, and then it just ends with him going, Wesley, fuck you! <laughs> he he gently he gently moves Jimmy's body toward the other side of the lake where, where Wesley lives, and then the cutscene to his body just rapidly moving across the lake. <laughs> the other side. It's called like, a current, Tim. It's called a current. I was expecting oh, yeah. Swayze to be like doggy paddling just to like push it closer <laughs> to the other side. <laughs> and then he stabs the guy to death, uh, takes the knife out of his chest, and then throws it at the nephew bartender who also just <clears throat> ran out of ammo after unloading that the shotgun was this guy's back. Awesome. That was so fucking awesome. Right. <laughs> oh, that was so great. I love that so much. 
Oh, God. Because, like, he throws it, and there is no movement on that knife. That knife was on a fucking <laughs> string. Because it just... Zip. What is, what's happening? Probably we're talking about Roadhouse. God damn it. And now we are talking about Roadhouse. No girls allowed. I'm naked. And my roommate just came back. What's going on? All right. Can we get to the point where the fat guy gets murder killed by the yeah. fucking polar bear? So the next guy up is this fat dude. And you, you know that he stands no chance. And then he's crushed by a stuffed polar bear uh, while doing like the old Albert and Costello. Like the... Shattering teeth were, was top-notch acting. I like that... Preble, are you there? Yeah, man, I'm listening. Okay. All right, your pants are on? Okay, good. I also like that he had about 15 seconds to get out of the way, but instead he just, like, chose to stood there with his eyes wide open for, like, the first five seconds. And just unloads his five, pistol into yeah, it. Yell for the next five seconds and then start shooting the taxidermy polar bear for the last five seconds until it falls on him. <laughs> Is there just someone the street bike? racing outside of your house, Preble? Say what? <laughs> Is there someone yeah. street racing outside of your house? Man, this is. I mean, have you ever figured out where I live yet? Like, this no. place is just a fucking. I think hazard. you like. I think you live in like an active airplane hangar. He has some zingers too. So the guy falls on the on the bear, and then Swayze just goes, "You deserve each other," which makes no sense. Yeah, you're made for each other, and then and then you you have welcome to I my don't... trophy room. The only thing that's missing is your, <laughs> your ass. ass. so much. I'm going to watch it again tonight. Red Dawn. Nothing to this Oh my god, movie. I wrote the line down. When you get older, you'll know these things, Danny. Now get up here and piss in the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another like, coming of age story. Like, yeah. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I was told that. This is an Oscar-nominated writer who made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I left my ass Pity off on it. when he said that. The deer hunt. The Red Sox just punched their ticket, the first Major League Baseball team to clinch a postseason berth this, this season. So. Clap it up, gang. Go Sox. Yay for Yay. a team that's going to get bounced because they have no bullpen. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> By the way, you thought if I was heated, just look at Tim's text messages whenever Kimbrell just blows a save. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I was, not, I, was, I was not happy the other night. Speaking you know, of throat slitting in their sleep, it was just all over the place in those text messages. <laughs> oh yeah, but see, I, I think the funny I thing is, is that murdered Dave Dombrowski eight times <laughs> at least. I'm just looking That's three the... straight text messages that Tim began in nothing but caps about Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> <laughs> That's always I know. I just need to like fuck Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to murder Dave Dombrowski if this team gets bounced because we don't have a bullpen. <laughs> That's out in the ether now, Dave, so you know I'm coming for you, bud. <laughs> yeah, but if we're there, it was Buddy, because they're friends, so it's not a real threat. Don't worry, Dave, until it is. Okay. I do I do know that you go to the lawyers who are in my office building, Dave, so I <laughs> know a little about you. <laughs> watch out for that next lunch. Ugh. This is not going to be in the podcast, so why are you doing this? <laughs> I, only, I only have an hour and seven minutes left in my disc space, apparently, according Jesus to Audacity Christ. as well. So can we all, like, we all got to be a little more judicious with what we like to talk about. <laughs>
He also says Hunter at some point, too. You know what would be even more funny is if this guy actually came all the way from Russia thinking that he actually had to just kill, like, wolverines. <laughs> like, so he's prepared this whole presentation about, like, how to kill them. And it's like, oh. They're like a bunch of rat traps. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I brought all these cages over from Siberia. Everything's working out really well. It's like, it's like hold They on. love watermelon. <laughs> exactly. And then someone has to come over and tell him, like, actually, they're... 16, 17, or 18-year-old children. He's like, oh my god, all these cages were nothing. <laughs> Wait, you mean my, my, my chair and bullwhip for taming lion is all for naught? <laughs> Ghost. Record players they used in Footloose, obviously. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Except they're in the dots. A, yeah, except they're not in a white neighborhood, so you'll see a bunch of Kevin Bacon's just dancing all over the place. <laughs> no, you see a murderer across accurate. the street. <laughs> you see an obscene amount of graffiti. Is what you see instead. <laughs> in crippling poverty. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 women singing gospel songs. <laughs> Bring back <Yeah>. Dinkins. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Swayze comes to warn Whoopi that Carl, the, uh, Carl and the killer are coming for them, and indeed they do. Uh, also, not a smart move by just shooting at the door instead of just trying to break it down. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not I the mean, you live across this. the street, dude. That's what I say. That dude. That dude. Uh, he has a couple of questionable shooting sequences here in this this portion of the movie. Yeah. He, uh, he shoots at the door, and then later on, when you get Swayze giving a very subtle message he shoots at a mirror yes yeah, smart move too he might as well just knock on the door and be like my name is carl i am puerto rican and i'm here to kill you and do your drugs <laughs> please right. let me in i don't have any drugs on me though the sticker in the front of the door says no drugs allowed so i did not bring any drugs but i am here to kill you <laughs> i definitely i obey all posted rules but i don't have to obey all non-posted <laughs> rules such as killing, which is why I'm here to kill you. <laughs> Hence the reason why I am knocking on your door. Please let me in. Yeah. I feel like, please, please let me please. in. Please. please. <laughs> I like how he all of a sudden has a, has a massive lisp. <laughs> Thank you, please. He's turned into Hank Azaria from the birdcage. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, guys, guys, if, if, if we don't hear anything else uh, from Tim, uh, the Red Sox just lost. I hate Dave Dombrowski in the fucking bullpen. If we could, if I could make every single fucking pitcher in the Red Sox bullpen a fucking ghost, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna call from someone at like Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're no longer allowed within like 200 feet of Fenway Park. <laughs> Two bus tickets, flag them. <laughs> right. Child's play. I have to say that I was a big fan of Detective Mike Norris's sweater. That's a nice sweater. He's <laughs> got on. That was my honestly. Like I was watching that the opening credits and I, or opening scene. And I'm just like, it's a really nice sweater. I wonder where I can get one of those sweaters. And I like kind of miss. I kind of yeah. Do I have to become one? Because I will. Because I really like that sweater. I mean, I swear to God, I was like, I missed like the plot of it. <laughs> like for the first ten minutes, I'm just sitting there like, oh man. Yeah, I was about to say that. I think that's what you get for graduating from the academy, right, guys? Yes. Is that? Yes, it's right. 100% well, true. Well, next time you guys see me, I'll have a I'll have a shield on and a mustache <laughs> and a beautiful sweater. Yeah, I really do hope we talk about that second ancillary cop that has the goofiest mustache. I've oh ever my seen. god! And the I worst jacket. The just worst everything. fucking jacket. Just from head to toe, just terrible. Just god awful. <laughs>
I feel some, bad for the shop owner. Strong ass lightning. <laughs> Like yeah. the, the, the shop owner's entire livelihood is gone. This guy, you know, he, he clearly can't be making a killing running a toy store. But every small toy store dollar in he's invested, book. yeah, in, in in the south side of Chicago, this shitty toy store is just absolutely obliterated. This guy's homeless now. This guy's fucking homeless. <laughs> you know the you know the insurance the insurance adjuster came out and was like, yeah, you weren't covered for lightning strikes. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Lightning strikes or him. Uh, I don't see I don't, voodoo inspired lightning. Yes, about to say I don't see voodoo lightning on your policy. Here. <laughs> oh, so it says here that the man was saying voodoo before the lightning struck. Yeah, so you can see clearly here. You checked that. the box. No, you don't want to be covered for that. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, now uh, reintroduce the worst detective that Chicago has to offer, and Mike Norris. Who uh, says Maggie well, most likely fell out of the window, but maybe your six-year-old son did it. This this lady is granted absurdly easy access to an active crime scene. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I know. She just runs up the stairs. Under the police tape, there's 20 cops outside. She runs up the stairs. One person tries to stop her in the hallway. It's like, oh, okay, go on. Like, That's what I was going to say. The, what? the police in this movie are just fucking garbage. Yeah, they're really bad. Like, and then she's like, I want you out of my apartment. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wrap it saying, up, nothing, gang. Nothing about this makes any damn like a sense. Like, she just goes into the tape and they're like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I live here. They're like, oh, cool. Like, whatever. You know, they just let her run up and then same thing again. Like, I live here. And they're like, oh, all right, whatever. Cops just sitting down reading the paper. But you have like a six-year-old kid in this crime scene and the mom's not home and like she runs up the stairs. She's like, Miss, you can't be here. I live here. It's like, oh yeah, I know we've got to call somebody. (laughs) (laughs) you're the kid's mother. Uh, All this time we were looking around and we saw pictures of the father. We figured he didn't have a mother. So we were looking for the father. makes more sense now. (laughs) Yeah. Then then this great detective compares a six-year-old's foot size to this Two and a half inch footprint. So in the, this is what I was going to get into. So like, yeah, you have this bumbling detective Mike who finds the footprints in the kitchen floor, uh, but then at the same time he's comforting Karen, saying it couldn't be Andy because he checked every shoe in the house and they don't match. Oh wait, I forgot to check the shoes that the kid has on. Hey, can I see those shoes, Andy? <laughs> oh shit. I was shocked to see that Chris Sarandon was was nominated for an Oscar because he's fucking awful in this movie. <laughs> he's phoning it in. Like he, I don't think he even like read the script or anything. Like he just does not give a shit. Oh, it's great sweater though. He's a natural. That's that's a really ties the whole thing together. He's a natural. He doesn't have to do any of that work. I mean, he just shows up and goes to work. Yeah. So, so after after like. He gets kicked out of the apartment by just like the woman's just like, listen, I need to go to bed in this act of crime scene. Get out of my apartment. He's like, well, okay, I, su- I suppose. <laughs> and then at the door, he, he pops in and he goes, wait, are you going to call me back? Or you know, I gotta get back. <laughs> and she's terrible. Like, no, bye. <laughs> and he just goes away and he like looks at his partner. And he's like, I don't think she's going to call. Yeah. And then the, the, their, his freaking partner is definitely a coke dealer. He's just like, Oh, hey there, boss. Where'd you get that hammer from? Oh! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy's my favorite, though. He's just like, absolutely. He's like, yeah. He's like, so you actually want me to take this down to the lamb or not? Bada bing, bada boom. It's like, what do you. It's fucking worthless. There's some like, like red shit on this. What do you do? Yeah. 
He should be eating something throughout the movie. Like that's exactly <laughs> what his character would be doing. A donut, constantly yeah. eating a hot dog. <laughs> I was get him a get him a yeah. I was gonna say do my hot dog, which is like onions, all that other shit. Chicago right. people put on their dogs like an ungodly amount of condiments. <laughs> Always wiping his mustache on his sleeve. <laughs> if you were dying and you had to transport your body into a doll, what kind of doll would it be? I mean, the easy answer is a sex doll. Why is that the easy answer? Ew. I was gonna say, I feel like no, that's why? That's gonna say only. It's all like being filled up with gross stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's the <laughs> worst answer. Let's <laughs> well just be a flashlight, Derek. Jesus. <laughs> <It's insane. laughs> I'm a five foot ten man who weighs three three pounds, and I'm just ready to get into it with with Derek Paco Brady. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Preble. What makes you think? Can you please explain why you think it would be me that would be interested <laughs> in something like that, or why they would make a sex doll of Derek? Now, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. The dimensions would be difficult to pull off, but was this an air mattress? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I mean, this is. We should run with this, guys. The dad bot is very uh, in now. I'm cracking myself up. Yeah, <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good one. That was yeah. At your own expense. I'm pretty happy about this. I'm a good friend. <laughs> See, Derek, would, this is why you're the best man. Hey, hey Max. I can call you an air mattress. Hey, 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 Max. hey Max. Fuck you. <laughs> the fact that none of uh, none of you said this is kind of disturbing. But what I would I would transport myself into a Pedro Martinez bobblehead doll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking bobblehead. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. You're always having a good time. I know. You know what? I think you know, guys. You know, so I can get in touch with just with my feminine side. I think I would like to be incorporated or reincarnated into a American Girl doll, so that <laughs> so that I could finally get to wear all those dresses I have been desiring for all these many moons. Or just I think you're I think you're more of a Bratz doll. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Tim. I do have that. I do have that wicked side. That, that dark that, side. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. got that dark the sassy side. side. Mm. Yeah. Get you some gel pins and some plastic. <laughs> Plastic sandals, and we're in business. Yeah, man. Give me some Lisa Frank, too, while you're at it, so I can get on top of this shit. Be great. Throw on some Spice Girls, and we're in fucking business. <laughs> Learned a lot more about Preble in this episode. Max, uh, what 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 kind of sex doll would you be? <laughs> uh, I for some reason, I don't know why it came to my head, but I was just thinking Strux Armstrong. I think that'd Antonio be Antonio Banderas? Cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, don't know, yeah, I don't know what that means. What? Am I missing a joke here? That's, a, that's another that's nope. another South Park reference. There's a uh, there's a, oh, there's an episode of South Park okay. where Cartman's mom has an Antonio Banderas sex doll. Okay, I remember this now. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it still doesn't make a lot of sense, but but it makes more. I thought Paco was having a, a Star Trek and magic moment. A Star Wars and magic moment. Uh, who's a sexy doll? A whale with pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, what a. This is is spectacular stuff, guys. I think before we end this podcast, we need to. 
get into the discussion of gender oppression in American cinema. All right, ginger, so unlike IMDb with an easy zero to ten score, our Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> not gender oppression, ginger oppression. Max is not letting us derail this podcast now. He is so close. <laughs> the show's over. What would your uh, certified fresh score percentage score be, guys? What would it be? <laughs> the Brad of Chucky. Not our best episode. The detective notices Chucky screaming while stabbing like the this ditch in the ground, and his reaction is what any human reaction would be if this actually you saw this in real life. In which he just goes, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa, what is and, that?" I love this. I love this detective. This movie. I'm like, that's what I would be doing. <laughs> this like grizzly, like thirty year vet, and he sees this little miniature doll just stabbing the ground. Whoa. Jesus Christ. I haven't seen that before. This detective is so baffled by what's happening that Catherine Heigl just grabs a gun out of the cop's hand oh, and then yeah. just shoots Chucky in the fucking head. Blast him like... And, and Chucky says, what is it like? Dying is a bitch. Yeah, it's like, I always die and I always come back, but it hurts like a bitch. Yeah. And then she just shoots him in the head. Oh, God. And that's the end of Chucky, but that's not the end of this movie because who nitty? <laughs> Okay, so we're going to end the clip show for this week right here because just like every episode we've ever done, this ended up being much longer than expected. Um, Also, no one's going to listen to a two-hour clip show, so just stay tuned the next week because we're going to have some of our best segments, including the fat Michael Myers, the birth of Tim's get-a-job killer, and just Gary Busey in general. So until next time, remember, if you have already listened to all these episodes and these clips are new to you, you may need to see a doctor. See you next week.